What is up, everyone? Welcome to the 11th episode of the Scoops podcast. I am joined with two special guests, Peyton Key and Malik Wilson. Go ahead and say what's up, guys. What up? What up? Doing, doing? Super excited to have you guys on the podcast because um, we, we've been talking back and forth the last couple of weeks about a very specific subject that we will get to. Um, uh, but before we get to any basketball, I want to quickly pu- plug Malik's podcast, uh, The Ball Never Lied podcast. They have episodes every Tuesday, coming out every Tuesday yes, on Spotify and everywhere else where you can uh, where you can find podcasts. Uh, anything you want to say mm-hmm. specific about it, Malik? Um, you know, we just talk hoops, just like you. Uh, we focus mainly on the NBA, but we talk college, um, women, high school, Sometimes a little bit of AAU because we're kind of in that circuit and we just give different opinions. We're, we were tired of, you know, like, you know, Shannon Sharps, and Skip Bayless, all those guys with their opinions, they kind of switch narratives. So it was time for us to talk. We, we all like debate on Twitter. So it's like, why not get paid for it? And, you know, really start a podcast and go forward with it. So that's what we did, man. So Ball Never Lie podcast every Tuesday, like you said. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've talked to you many times about basketball and your opinion is one that I would definitely trust. So, um, appreciate that. Of course. And, uh, just a a quick little, quick little blip in the podcast that, uh, this will be the last scoops and hoops covered scoops podcast, because there's something big coming out in the next couple of weeks for the page. So just stay tuned for that. I don't want to give away too much without, you know, giving away the actual plot. Um, but I mean, with all that out the way, Peyton Malik, if y'all are ready, we'll just get straight into basketball. Let's get it. A little while back, I put a question on uh, my story of, I believe the question itself was, uh, it wasn't better player, but bigger impact between Nikola Jokic and Damian Lillard. And I don't I don't remember why exactly it came about, but I remember the outcome. The outcome was the majority went with Jokic because I remember I sent that to Malik and Malik was like, dang, everybody's tripping because Malik is of the opposite mindset of everyone that voted for Jokic. And um, I'm going to let each of you talk about, you know, your, your champion in this Uh, Malik, you are on the Dame side and Peyton, you are on the Jokic side. Um, and I'll, I'll let you guys, uh, first, I want you guys to just start out with a general why Jokic over Dame or why Dame over Jokic. And then I'll go through a couple points of like a, a couple points of those specific players. So whenever you're ready, the floor is either of yours, whoever wants to start. All right. I just have a question to start because, you know, arguments can go either way. Are you an analytics guy? Yes. Okay. So that's where we're going to get into it. So. The reason I say Dame over Jokic is the simple fact of Dame is way more valuable. And I say that meaning if you break down the team roster by roster, <laughs> this guy has popcorn. For the last two, three years, Dame has gone through the most adversity and he's been better than Jokic in every sense of the way, other than the obvious things of rebounding and you know, those type of things because they're different positions. So it's going to be hard to argue that. But impact, Dame has a bigger impact. Just this year, CJ has missed almost two months. He just came back. And there you have the same exact record as the Nuggets. The Nuggets have not had a big injury. You can say Paul Millsap has missed a couple games, 
but Paul Millsap isn't CJ. Let Jokic miss uh, Jamal Murray, and let's see how this team operates. They also have Miss Nurkic, who's missed multiple games this year, multiple games last year. Zach Collins, like we can keep going. Every year, the Blazers are bearing injuries. They're down and out. People think, okay, this is the year they're going to go into the lottery. And what does Dame do? He brings them back. They're always somehow top five, top six, even midseason when everyone's like, they're done. And everyone can admit to that. Everyone will be like, they're done. All right, there's no way they can come back. They go on a run. There's no way him and CJ can play together. They're only 6'3". They don't play any defense. They go on a run and beat all these teams. Dame is a better scorer. Facilitating-wise, I get it. Jokic is the more flashy one. But at the end of the day, they both get easy assists. I don't think one is better than the other. Obviously, we're going to talk about rebounding. We know who's a better rebounder because he's seven foot. But who has more heart? Who, who do you want really shooting the ball at the end of the game? Who do you want on your team if you're trying to win now? You don't want Jokic. Jokic can't play defense. He is a good scorer, but he needs that one-two punch Dame is going to get you 50 by himself. We've watched him get triple teamed and still get 50. Like, I don't know what else to say. So I want to hear your point so we can really bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah, give me one second. Take your time, buddy. Pull out the stats. I know know how the analytics get. Okay. So (laughs) one, to answer Daniel's first question, like, like why is Jokic is unique? Uh, there's there's not another player in the NBA like him. He there's he's the only one who can do those type of things in one body. I don't see it. People don't create like he does at center. Maybe Sabonis to a lesser extent, but but it's not like there's levels to this. And Jokic is at the upper echelon. Like I think he is a top three to four player in the NBA. And right now, this season, he's number one. <laughs> no, he's, you're not he's serious. He's the MVP this year. You're best, not serious. He, I, I mean, do I think he's the best player? No, but this season, he's the MVP. So Gary Harris, to go back on the injuries. You know, you're right, you're right. Quick, I'm sorry. G- Gary yeah. Harris was injured for like 12 to 15 games, and they've had their guards kind of in and out of the lineup here and there, not missing significant time, but – you know, miss a game here, a couple games here. The constant is Jokic. Now, to go back to your point, though, Dame carries his team. As far as more important to their team, it's Dame. I'm not going to argue there. He does. He backpacks them. Like, CJ's gone. Nurkic is gone. It's him. And if he can get Melo to hit some 18-foot contested jumpers and maybe Gary uh, Trent to knock down a few, you know, but yeah, Dame's definitely more important to his team. But as far as better player, facilitating, rebounding, I know it's it's different. But because a lot of the rebounds in today's NBA are like free rebounds, it's just whoever wants mm-hmm. them can get them. Like like Luca, like Giannis, there's eight eight a game that they just okay, everyone run on offense, hits your board. So, Agreed. but to be able to pull the defense out as a center and run high post and have cutters going back door and have shooters around you, I think is so much more valuable than just someone who can light it up scoring. And I think you said, who do you want shooting the ball last? I think, I think that's a big misconception. It's who's 
hands do you want the ball to be in to make yes could they shoot it if they're open yeah but i want someone who's going to make the correct decision who could also pass the ball to an open shooter and not just have to shoot it himself because oh i'm that guy you know i'm the best player i have to shoot it okay no i think i think it's Jokic, uh 100 and i don't think it's close to be honest with you okay i want to challenge the unique thing i get it and this is it's hard to say this because people you know, get sensitive about it. And I know you're not going to, but I think people love Jokic so much because he's a European player that was able to transfer over. Usually there's a knock against European players. And when they do transfer over, they're overhyped. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're not, they're not graded on the same scale as a regular player. Now, if Jokic was just some corn fed, you know, Kentucky boy, with the same body, same skill and everything, there wouldn't be as much hype. Same with Luca. Now, granted, Luca is Luca. He's he's different too. But the hype around them is because they're European players, and European players do not, you know, usually perform. In the last ten years, we can name at least top ten players that were from Europe that did not perform. So that's why people go crazy. Same with Giannis. I personally don't think Giannis is a top five player, but people think that. Ooh. I know, I know. My we'll we'll save that for is, a different time. Yeah, we'll save we'll, that. We'll save that. I, so you just say Jokic, like I've seen it before. I've seen Gasol at the high post because you're talking about high post and being able to facilitate and score. Gasol, levels. that's literally what the that, I mean, that's what the triangle was, and There's Gasol ran that to a to team. No, sorry, what levels? I I so, get it. One, one, one sec. What levels? Okay. I want to hear this. Okay. So, uh, as far as effective field goal percentage, mm-hmm. right? Jokic is 18th. Damian Lillard, oh, I'm sorry, and his percentage, because that matters too, you know, it's not binary, is 60.5% as of today. Damian Lillard is 50th at 56%. And I equate that to... Us obviously Thunder fan, huge Thunder fan. I equate some of what Damian is doing now to what Westbrook did with the Thunder. I think it's 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 almost empty numbers. I mean, yes, he can carry his team and he can will him into the playoffs on his back as an eight seed to get bounced in the first round every year. Like I've 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 experienced that. (laughs) Yoke is empty numbers. They have the same exact record. No, right. And in the past, but this year, Jokic has taken his game to a different level. That's why I think this year, if you would ask me this last year, obviously not. Dame's better. But this year, how he's playing, I think a lot of it has to do with the weight loss. Honestly, he can play 35, 36 minutes a game now and not be completely gassed. I but agree with that. I'm just, what he does, like, I don't think you can point me out a season where Gasol averaged eight assists a game. Obviously, it's no. it's how their how their system is run, and with the players that complement them. If you have Bynum and and Kobe, obviously, you're not gonna have the ball in your hands all game, like like Jokic does. But it's just I think there's different levels, and like what Dame is doing, seen Steph do it, just shoot a whole bunch of threes. But I think obviously Steph different level, but Dame is special. But Jokic is unique. There's so just, if you. I don't see anyone else doing that. So if Jokic 
doesn't make it past the second round is it empty numbers no that's not empty numbers because this is his first year being the guy in the offense like like really take what does he have like a 35 40 percent usage like it's almost up there with Harden and Luca like it's it's a lot well that's because they lost a lot because they gave him the offense but he's always been not always but the last two three years he's been him like you said he lost weight so he's able to play more but he's always been him so at the end of the day if he's not taking them to the next level which he isn't why what gives him the credit of being unique and being such a great you know stat stuffer and Damian Lillard isn't they're both empty numbers if they're not winning honestly it's the same thing I mean Jokic but okay so the step up like the improvement he's shown from last year 53 percent from the field this year 56 percent three uh three pointers 31 percent last year 41 percent this year that's a big and difference. it's it's I mean that that's huge and 87 from 81 to 87 percent from the free throw line if you stretch extrapolate that out over a whole season and the rebounds averaging 11.1 this year 9.7 last year assist eight and a half this year seven last year turnovers the exact same so to have the ball in your hands that much more and put up these numbers and be in control of the offense and keep your turnovers down I mean he's averaging 27 points a game this year and I, I'm not big on like raw numbers like points assists rebounds but like wins above replacement is a good one but without getting too analytical and too statistical here He's just, I think this year they will go farther than the first or maybe second round even. So I, I think they might. Hypothetically. Even if they don't, it's not like, oh, what you did this year was just complete BS because, I mean, he's not just out there jacking threes up all game. No, it's it's not BS. Like, it goes down in the record books, which everyone's going to be in, infatuated with, but is it is it going to win at the end of the day? Analytics is cool averages are cool all of that is cool but what's the knock on Dame? he doesn't win you know against the elite of elite but neither does Jokic. so i don't i think honestly i think because he's a center everyone's infatuated with him which i understand and i totally respect because we have to give that credit like you said his turnovers are the same his assists have went up three point percentage went up but at the end of the day if he's the number one guy which we, we could both agree he is, he has to win. If you have the same exact record as the Blazers and you're doing the same exact thing, you're getting bounced out just like them, but you're this unique player or generational talent, what makes you different from I, – I, I just don't see what makes him different. Like, why, why is he graded on a different scale? And that goes back to my theory of him being a European player. But I don't know. We, we could talk about that. So you're so you're um, you're saying neither of them have won against big teams. So um, we're we're all in consensus. They both suck. Then they they're both terrible basketball. No, they players. don't both suck. They just they're not they're not reaching that next level that everyone wants them to reach or everyone together. Like, like need, no, he. It's not like Jokic is up here and Dame's up here, especially when it comes exactly. to wins. Like their criticism is of the same thing, winning against of the same teams. thing. So then when we break it down, what is an MVP? Is an MVP literally mean most valuable to you? Or does it mean the guy that puts up the best stats? Does it mean the guy that is, you know, top of his team on the top of the conference? Like, what is an MVP? Because if we break down what an MVP is, it's going to sound crazy, but to me, Jokic is at the bottom 
of the top seven lists. Like he's at six or seven, and Dame is at three or two right now. That's just how I see it, and we can break down who's who. But I would have LeBron right now. I would have Dame. Embiid obviously dropped because he's injured, so he's at three. I have Harden at four, and then I have um, Jimmy Butler at five, and then Jokic at six. Just because Jokic's team is supposed to be – they were supposed to be a top two, top three team. They're not. They're the same record, 24 and 16, which I personally don't think is good because they haven't had significant loss. Like the Lakers are 24 and 13 or 25 and 13 now, and they've missed AD for almost four weeks. And they had, you know, COVID issues with Marcus Saul being out for a week, with Dennis Schroeder being out for a week. Yes, Gary Harris has been out, but they've been trying to trade him since last year. Even when he came back last year, he he's not that guy anymore. So Gary Harris being out, I understand it, I respect it, but it just isn't significant to me. Like if Jamal Murray missed time, or I'm trying to think no, because there's no one else really. But if Jamal Murray yeah. missed time, if Jamal Murray missed three weeks, and let's say they had 15 games and they go 12 and three, I think Jokic is here again and nobody can debate that. But when it comes to MVP and most valuable, it's debatable because Jokic isn't the most valuable player in this league. He's one of the most unique, but I don't think he's close to most valuable. I think. A lot of it goes back, you were saying, like, well, as we were both saying with the empty numbers, and Mm. I mean, basketball is a team sport, so, like, wins. Like, this is another debate I have with people in football, like, oh, this QB wins, he's better. It's like, no, it's a team sport. Like, you Mm -hmm. have to have a cast around you. I don't think Jamal Murray's that great to me. I think he's extremely inconsistent, and I mean, he can can score 45 points, but I mean, give me someone who creates versus just a pure scorer any day of the week, but you have to have that blend of talent on a team. So the wins is definitely, I consider wins a team stat and not a player stat. But like we said, Dame hasn't had much help. So it's hard to know what he's like if he gets someone else around him. I mean, it's just, for me, it's real hard. That's why it's so hard to debate, oh, LeBron versus Jordan. Like, look at the supporting cast. Yeah, it's a team sport. I don't think I can stress that enough. So, if do you do you believe the Nuggets have had a better team than the Blazers the last two three years? Uh, not this year because they both this year their team is pretty equal based off injuries and stuff. But the last two years, could you agree that the Nuggets have had a better roster than the Blazers? Hmm. Yeah, maybe a little better. Yeah. And in those two, three years that they've had the better roster, the Blazers have still been the better team. That's what changes it for me because I'm like, all right, if you switch, I know they're different positions, but if you switch those guys, if you put Dame on the Nuggets and you put Jokic on the Blazers, I think it's it's a difference. I still think Dame and the Nuggets are here and the Blazers are down here with Jokic. Just because, like, going back to West Westbrook, which I love, I one of my favorite players, I think Jokic kind of puts up Westbrook numbers sometimes when you watch it. Like you said, it's free rebounds, so mm-hmm. he's going to get his rebounds regardless. Scoring-wise, I have to give him credit because he's so skilled. Jokic is very skilled scoring-wise, so I never debate that. But even assists sometimes, the assists are – 
they're not and I say this for Dame too because I I had an argument that Dame and Steph Curry are totally different and Curry's a way better facilitator because they give easy assists like I'm not going to give credit to a guy that has a wide open dunk and you just drop it off okay let me get my assist that's not an assist to me and every time I watch Jokic and the Nuggets and they play 40 games I've watched maybe 28 29 every time I watch it he's forcing assist to me it's not natural you get what i'm saying it's not like a it's not like who's a big man that does it's not like sabonis sabonis doesn't force assist sabonis goes and gets his and then if guys are moving around and they're doing their job he's going to facilitate or julius Randle. they're not forcing assist i think Jokic comes out and forces assist to me do, do you see that or how do you see it with Jokic when it comes to the numbers because that's my problem with him. The numbers is really the problem. I think, so again, I said I'm not like a huge fan of just like box score watching with points, rebounds, assists, all that sort of stuff. So okay, we can agree. Okay, okay. So perfect. So as far as efficiency is concerned, because that's what they're all trying to be anyway, right? Is the most efficient. It's not, if you can score 50 points shooting 86 shots, like who cares, right? It doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. who can do it on an adequate number of shots. So for efficiency, Jokic is number one in the NBA in efficiency. Number one. Like, it's not close either. He's at 37. And Dame is at seventh at 28. He's he's behind Braun Vucevic, who's having an amazing year this year. I love Vucevic. Yep. Uh, Luka, Harden, and Giannis, of course. Now, Giannis is a little different because you're going to be efficient when Seventy-eight percent of your points comes on dunks, but uh, yeah. you know, I think if we switch Dame and Jokic, and I mean it's hard to just swap them because. So hold on, nuggets. real quick. Let, let me jump in there. So let me. I was yeah. going to give this hypothetical. So let's say, uh, I mean, Nurkic was sent to the Blazers from the Nuggets. Let's say let's do that swap. Dame is a Nugget. Jokic is a Blazer. And then let's send Jamal Murray also to the Blazers. Blazers. And then okay. let's say Nurkic is healthy on the Nuggets with Damian Lillard, who's a better team. So two and two, those the two, the big and the and the uh, point guard. It, it's easily the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a better team, and the Blazers probably don't make the playoffs. I think it's the Nuggets in that scenario because no one knew what the Nuggets had in Nurkic at that time. Like Nurkic is is pretty damn good. But yeah. I think if you were to just swap Dame and Nurkic, but I mean, never healthy. So, but anyway, so he okay. Goes so over. let's do Cantor. Let's do Cantor. Okay, perfect. So if you so if you have Dame, uh, assuming everyone's healthy on all starting fives and mm-hmm. the benches are the same, Dame. So it'd be Dame, Gary Harris. I mean, are we including like Michael Porter Jr. Even though he's new, like are we? Because we were well, saying the past two years. years, yeah, two three years. So, I yeah. mean, we can we can go back and put Grant and those guys like, okay, Mason Jeremy Plumlee. Grant or like maybe a Paul Millsap every now and then when he plays and and then yeah. uh, Cancer at the five, and then mm-hmm. on the other side you get Jamal, CJ, Gary Trent. Uh, who would be the four of? I mean, over the last three years. I don't want to say mellow because I hate mellow style of basketball. No, I'm not. Then, then we're it's, losing. We're losing if we have mellow. That's just that's what's going. Zach on. Collins. But that's 
That's my point. But Zach Collins has never been healthy. That's my point. Right. Before the Wizards, before the so, Blazers. So okay, okay. Give me, give me Covington. Healthy. Give me Covington. At That's the just four. this year, but I'll give it to you. I mean, yeah, but MPJ is just this year also, so it's it's kind of tough. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a team sport, right? Like it's hard, but I think that starting five, not including anyone on the bench, I think that starting five is tough with the Blazers, and I think they win more games with Jokic. But if you add Nurkic over to the Nuggets with Dame and Gary Harris and MPJ and them, and Jeremy Grant even, like that's that's a really good team. Yeah, but Jamal Murray's too inconsistent. And oh, all I know is inconsistent, CJ. but CJ, we have CJ to get buckets also. CJ's inconsistent too, in my eyes. I think he's very good, but... One's having an off game, the other one take over. I mean, not take over, because Jokic is going to run the high post, but I want some athletes to play with Jokic. Like, I want some some backdoor cuts and back screens, and I want to throw some lobs. But teams are apparently opposed to that now. They just want to run pick and roll 100% of the time. Or ISO. That's all you get, pick and roll on ISO. Speaking of the Blazers, um, they just beat the Mavericks tonight. We're recording this on Friday night. Beat them Mm -hmm. 125 to 119. Donkic had 38 points, nine rebounds, nine assists. Um, And Damian Lillard had 31 points on 10 for 19 shooting. CJ McCollum had 32 points. So CJ and Dame combined for 63 points tonight. And Porzingis... 11 points on 11 shots. Three made. He's on my fantasy team. You tired of him, too. <laughs> We're saying that, Chief. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, the thing is, what, what gets hard to debate is it's center and point guard at the end of the day. So yeah. if a center is a, a little bit more flashy, they're always going to get the nod. You know what I mean? Like, Joel Embiid is a good debate for Jokic. Do you think Jokic is on that level? Oh, yeah, I think he's better than Embiid, for sure. You think he's better? Yes. Okay, he's a better he's a better passer, but he's he's not even close to a better defender. So does that oh, equal out to you? Well, he's a way better scorer also. Embiid <laughs> You mean efficiency-wise or, like, I test, like, watching a game, he's a better Embiid scorer. shoots, what, 15 free throws a game? Is that a skill to you, being able to get to the free throw line a little bit? Yeah. No, I will agree. I mean, I will admit that Embiid does flop a little. But the reason Embiid is over Jokic is because Jokic is the softest guy in the paint. Like, you can't expect – if he's – I mean, he's taller than most, so he's going to score. But if if I'm on the block, like, I want Embiid on the block and Jokic on the block, and we give them 10 shots each – uh, Jokic is probably making five or six, and uh, Joel Embiid is making eight to nine of them. Like, Embiid is so different on the low post. He's not as good as a shooter, but he still can shoot. But he's way better on the low post. And at the end of the day, they're big men. So we have to talk about, you know, their position. Jokic is a better shooter, but nine times out of 10, he's not going to just chuck up a whole bunch of threes. So it's like, I don't. There's no way Embiid is not a better scorer than Jokic because he scores all over the floor. No, I can't. And, and not just that. I mean, just in general, isn't it just like oh, a? Close. Isn't it just like a, a a norm to, especially with your big man, take the two way player because of how important it is for your big man to be able to defend. And that's the crazy part because, like, Jokic, I and that's why I can't wait for the playoffs. 
because he had Grant to kind of help him. Jokic's going to have to guard these ADs and, you know, the rest of these guys in the West that can kind of, you know, put up a bucket. And he's going to get killed in um, pick and roll. He's going to get killed in transition. And I don't think I don't think the Nuggets are going to be close to what they did last year. I think it was a Cinderella thing. And I think people were kind of sleeping on Jeremy Grant and uh, Mason Plumlee's defense. And they, they were significantly better with them. And you can tell by the numbers, by just the eye test, just watching their games. Defensively, the Nuggets sucked this year. And they were way better last year. So I can't wait for the playoffs to see, you know, Jamal Murray and, and Jokic have to kind of take on those roles now and not just be able to be the facilitating scores because they didn't have to play defense at all last year. Uh, I Again, like you were saying, you think Embiid is going to bully him on the low block, but that's just a one-on-one game, right? Like, we're not playing one-on-one. We're playing five-on-five, and playmaking is mm-hmm. the number one thing you can have in the NBA. Like, that's – I think that's – Yeah, but when the game slows over, down – Over shooting – over over anything when the game slows down he he draws double teams a lot now too and being such a good passer teams are almost hesitant to double because they know he's going to hit the correct man now if teams rotate fast enough then it becomes a team game again like it's Mm -hmm. i don't really like arguing one-on-one aspects too much but i think Jokic is just on a different level like i get like you said we'll, we'll see in the playoffs this year and I think Jeremy Grant is a good player. Like he was good defensively. He could knock down shooter. Very underrated. I hate Mason Plumlee. Like I think the man loves to get six fouls in 22 minutes every time I've seen them play. Like I don't yeah, think he's that great bad. defensively. He's a decent facilitator also. Plumlee is, especially off the bench. That's a different story for a different time. But um, I can't let anyone talk me off Jokic right now. I've already I've, I haven't heard anything good enough. Like to to knock me off of the he's the MVP and he's also the best center in the NBA. Okay, I, but I just haven't heard it you yet. haven't answered that question. What is an MVP to you? So we can get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, what is I an mean, MVP? I mean, everyone has their different different uh, opinion on it. Yeah, that's why I said to it's, you. It's, what is an MVP? Is too subjective. Me is number one being able to get your teammates involved. I'll always take that over someone who's a shooter or someone who's got, I hate to say this because uh, y'all are both LA guys, but the Mamba mentality shit to me, I don't, I don't see it. Like it's, So you, you think Steve Nash deserved those MVPs, huh? You're one of those guys? Yeah. <laughs> Again, the LA, the LA versus everyone else bias is, is creeping in, but I don't, I don't see how someone like Dame creates for his guys. Because he, I mean, you have to, um, when they set a screen up high, they have to trap him off the pick and roll, or he is letting it fly. Like you, you have to. So he creates in that sense. But as far as passing the ball and just knowing, like the IQ, Jokic is heads and shoulders literally above everyone else. Well, I think LeBron is MVP. Do what? LeBron is MVP. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue against LeBron. I think LeBron's the goat. So, and especially this year with with AD being out, it's, I mean, yeah, he's he's amazing. But I think just so getting as of a team now, involved. Yeah, oh yeah. What, what else do you have? Getting your team okay, involved. Okay, so getting else? your team involved. Uh, 
being the guy, you have to be the guy. But mm-hmm. like as far as the number one option on the team, uh, and just 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 being efficient, like that's that's my main thing, and not just basketball, but everything is just being efficient. Who cares? If you can write Mamba mentality on a board, if you use up half the ink in your marker, right? Like, who cares? I want you to do it in small letters and save that ink in your marker, Daniel. Right. No, efficiency, so, playmaking, facilitating. Defense is on there, and obviously, Embiid, way better defender than Jokic. You're not going to hear any arguments here from that, as are a lot of other players in the NBA. But Dame specifically, I think he's bad at defense also. I don't know no, the metrics off top. But from watching him play, he takes a lot of possessions off on defense. Now it's probably because he is so heavily involved in the offense. They're like, whatever, we don't care. We need you on offense. But I, I don't know. But oh, as far as MVP, playmaking, facilitating, efficiency, and being the number one guy, other than that, I mean, I guess the team aspects matter some. You but just to me, LeBron. That's what I was about to say. You're describing. That's what, that, that's what so I was going to say. Like, you wouldn't hear any arguments against LeBron from me. But So you just choose Jokic because he's having his best season to date? Yes, because because okay. it's it's almost – and this is why this is what's happening. Like, it's boring. If you wanted to give the MVP to LeBron every year, you could. Like, you could do it every single year. It's just people mm-hmm. don't want to see that over and over and over. And you could give, well, I guess not anymore, but you could give like the MVP to Tom Brady. You could have given him that 15 years in a row, but they're not going to. It's just the improvement that he's shown Jokic from last year to this year is amazing for someone between their, what, like fourth and fifth year or fifth and sixth year in the league, something like that. Okay. So I think he still has room to grow also. That, that so, three-point percentage is not is not dropping anytime soon, I don't think. I don't think he's going to go up, but I see him being right around a 40% shooter. And when you need a 15-foot fadeaway from one foot to win the game, you know where to go. All right. So, so I want to play devil's advocate. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. If, if, you, if you want to, go ahead. All right, I want to play devil's advocate because if we're not going to talk about LeBron and even though you described him, what about James Harden? I know, I know what one knock is going to be. He did take the first like week and a half, two weeks off of basketball, you could say, in the MVP debate. But he's taken his game to a new level. He's he's literally become the point guard. Mm-hmm. And this has been his best facilitating years, like to date to me. Not not numbers-wise, it's like what he's actually doing. He's not forcing assists. He's actually getting his teammates involved. He's picking his spots. He's not flopping and shooting 30 free throws like he usually does. So it's a little bit easier to watch him. But if you're watching Harden, and I get it, he does have Kyrie as a sidekick, and KD has been out. But if you're watching Harden specifically, this is one of his best seasons to me. And this is this is a heavy debate for MVP. And the only thing that knocks him is he kind of, if you want to say, he was the late bloomer. He started two weeks later than everyone else. But He's just up there with everything you just described. So how do you feel about Harden maybe being an MVP this year? He's, he's in the conversation for sure. But the efficiency between him and Jokic, okay. there, there, there's, a, there's a gap. Like, I don't – he turns the ball over a lot. And he has the ball in his hands a lot. 
mm-hmm. probably a little a little bit more than Jokic, but he does have a lot of turnovers, and I hate the step back threes are great and everything, but when you're shooting what nine of them a game and only making three, like I, I, I don't like it. Again, it goes back to efficiency. Like if you're not gonna hit. 35 plus percent on those shots don't take them now oh yeah you know you stretch the defense out they have to defend it now you have more space to work with yeah i get it i'm letting him shoot those a lot and i'm because where he's most dangerous to me and this goes the exact same for luca stop shooting 12 threes a game and drive more and get more easy free throw points that's where you win the game and you shoot that's a great 85 90 percent on those like if you get to the line you can win games. I don't want that to be his only or like his main source of scoring. Just like with the Embiid, like I swear this man shoots 16 free throws a game. I don't know what it actually is, but every I think I've seen about 10 Sixers games this year. Uh, a couple of them, one was without Ben Simmons, but anyway, they he just shoots so many free throws down there, and it's because he is so dominant, and teams are just fouling him like crazy because I don't want to get dunked on. But mm-hmm. I just the, – the threes, step-back threes at a low percentage got to go away for Harden, for me, to be the MVP. He definitely could do it. Now with, like you said, like Kyrie at point guard also, he's doing a little bit – well, he's doing a lot less than he was in Houston. But what tonight, I think Kyrie had 40 and James didn't need to do very much. Like, I think he shot the ball maybe 11, 12 times. What does it go back to? The team. I think it's it's just so hard to debate, like, individuals without considering the organization they're in and, like, the context of their team around them. Context is everything for me. Daniel, you look like you got – look like you want to say something over there. No, I'm just uh, – I for just going back to the Jokic and Lillard debate – there are four points that I just want you guys to give me the name Jokic or Lillard. So the first okay. point is um, just their game, like their, their game, what they do overall impact is what's, which one is better Jokic or Lillard impact for what for wins. Uh, Jokic. Okay. Better overall player. Lillard. Oh, yeah, we're gonna stay with the same ones there, Jokic. Okay, so that means who, that that person that you're choosing for a better overall player, that's mm-hmm. who you want on your team. Mm-hmm. Like you you're choosing a team first player. You have the choice between Jokic and Lillard. Uh, Malik, you're going Lillard, and Peyton, you're going Jokic. Yes, we're talking about from scratch, like no players on the team yet. Scratch. Yeah, Lillard. Who do you think? at the end of their careers, will have the better career. What are you defining better career yeah. as? Meaning what? Context. Oh, how, context. How, how, however you wanted to rings, individual stats, throw it all there together. Career. I think Who's, they both do think don't want a ring. They both don't want a ring. No, neither of them, unless Lillard leaves. I see Lillard leaving way before... Jokic does, and I don't even see Lillard leaving. So they both don't win a ring. When's Brown going to retire? Never. 
at the age of okay. 50. Then, then I, I, I might agree with that, that they both don't want to ring. No, Even I when think... Braun retired, I can't see, I can't see it. Like, I mean, it'd have to be Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors for them to win, like, some spontaneous year, but they're not going to win rings. So points-wise, we know Lillard's going to have way more points. Assist-wise, they might be pretty close. But overall, awards, I personally think Damian Lillard is the most underappreciated superstar that we have in this league. So I don't see him winning an MVP. I think we'll somewhat, somewhere down the line debate all NBA teams for these two guys. But MVP-wise, I don't think either of them will win it. But if they if if one of them were to win it, I think they'd give it to Jokic first just because of the nostalgia to me. But career-wise, if we're going strictly off awards and points, it's going to be Lillard. Payton? I mean, Jokic. <laughs> I think we're, we're we're pretty set in our ways here, and no one's okay, no one's gonna so, tell us any different. So no one's switching. It's it's Jokic. Even after the debate, it's still Jokic, still Lillard. Yeah. I mean, what what categories do you want? Who's the better seven foot white guy? It's probably gonna be Jokic. That's what I'm saying. It's almost it almost be like a a pointless debate because we were both think so highly of those players and don't get me wrong I love Dame like I've got his shoes sitting right here in my closet I love Dame but he's like I said there's levels to this like it's not binary it's not just ones and zeros like there's different skills players have and then there's special and then there's unique and I want the guy who's like no one else in the NBA on my team. If we're picking first or even, we say, better careers or uh, what was the first category you said, Dale? Impact. Impact. Oh, imp- especially impact. Especially on how, mm-hmm. how the game is played as a whole. Like you're going to try to see – or you're going to see teams try to develop players like Jokic. That, that, I mean, that that's going to be the next evolution, I think, is big – Point centers, if you will, but obviously not ball ball handling wise, but with the ball in their hands in the high post, top of the key, players who are good shooters at the top try to get developed to be the main source of the offense. That's what I think. So would you say the same thing for like a Damian Lillard? He's kind of like that Steph Curry type of player. You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. they're going to they develop those just as well if you if you know i'm not i'm not saying you don't but if you know anything about the youth everyone wants to be the next next steph curry all these kids are shooting threes and trying oh, yeah. to shoot from half court and lillard is right there like obviously curry's here lillard's probably here but lillard is right there in you know being a revolutionary for that type of style of game and i don't i don't know if you're saying it like that but it seems as if you're saying like Jokic is, Jokic is the first to do this. Like he's, we've seen guys like this, just maybe not as efficient, you would say. But they mm-hmm. also haven't had the same minutes and haven't had the same free will as Jokic. You get what I'm saying? If you, and everyone says this, every legend. I haven't seen this guy play as much, so I'm not gonna go crazy about it. But Sabonis's father was kind oh, of the same. Don't get player. Daniel started. Arvidas. Don't get started on Arvidas, please. Arvidas. Bro. 
he was around the same player and he came at a later age. So imagine if he came 10 years before, which he was supposed to do. It's like we've we've seen Jokic before, we've seen Lily before. I don't think, and I was gonna ask you, like, what's unique? Like who's unique in the NBA? Who have we who who would you label unique? Because I, I feel like that word is kind of like confusing because it makes it seem like it's only one guy that could do it. I could say right now in the NBA, probably four guys. Is LeBron and Curry in there? Yes. And then Jokic. So who's the fourth? Giannis. What's unique about him? You, I've yet, no, I think I've seen one person stop him from getting to the rim when he wants. And it's not just the one person. It's a, it's a team effort. Like the way he can slow down his pace or speed up his pace and take two steps from half court and you're around someone or getting an easy ass layup is just crazy to me. And it's like, I, I've never seen anyone play like that. Have, have y'all ever seen that? Who? Katie? No. Not at that strength. No. Katie's a better scorer. Katie's a better scorer. But I'm just saying unique as in like one aspect, not like this player's the second coming of Jesus. Like, it's no, I know what you mean. Yeah. But Giannis, Jokic, Steph, and Braun, what I, I would say is for unique. And KD to round out that five, because KD is pretty damn unique mm. at seven feet tall, his handles, I mean, the way he can score, the way he can shoot. I guess I'm just not thinking as much about him now because I haven't seen him play. He's not fresh in my memory. Last three weeks, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's fair. I just, I don't know. It's like those players have guys that are kind of like them. You get what I'm saying? Like, LeBron has nobody like him, so I would consider him unique. Curry kind of doesn't have anyone like him other than if you want to Revolutionary is a better word, I think, for Curry. Yes, and same with LeBron. But the the rest, I don't – like, Kevin Durant, too. I think it's just those three. The rest aren't unique to me. Like, Giannis is Giannis, but at the end of the day, he can be stopped, like – I don't. I don't know. The, but the being stopped unique. isn't isn't unique. I, I mean, those those aren't the same. Like that's not the same category. Like someone being st- stoppable no, is a category, he's, he's, and then unique is another. No, yeah, but he was saying that he could take two steps, slow down his pace, and nobody can stop him going to the rim. But we've seen him be stopped, so I, I can't say nobody can stop him. I can say nobody can stop LeBron going to the rim when he wants to. LeBron stops himself. Giannis doesn't stop himself. He, get what i'm saying it's a difference to me maybe i'm wrong but is it unique that Giannis can take two steps from the half court line and lay the ball up that's pretty unique because kevin durant can do it too Mm -hmm. that's the way i see it no no, obviously (laughs) i'm I'm obviously no kevin durant cannot do that but that as a skill is not like that desirable to me that's just i mean not not as a not as a a skill that's that's what i'm getting at it's not desirable yeah if we want to talk about unique skill set that i think that's a separate more defined conversation but i'm talking about uniqueness as a player watching that dude watching Giannis catch the ball at the like deep wing take two steps and be able to dunk it like i uniqueness i've never seen something like that before KD was doing that. What do, maybe we haven't watched KD in a while, but KD does that. That's that's what I'm saying. The word unique means nobody is like that. You get what I'm saying? 
I think LeBron and KD are the unique players of this league. LeBron, nobody is like him. Strength-wise, speed-wise, you know, size, all of that. Nobody's like LeBron. KD, at his height, nobody is shooting as great as him, and nobody is as good as a scorer at his height. So that's unique. Giannis is just, like, to me, like, okay, you, you, you're you a football guy. Giannis, to me, is like HB Dodge. Like, that's all, that's his play, HB Dodge. Just go straight to the rim. And it's so stoppable. Is it? I, is it? I guess is it, we, is it, though? Yes. Why do they lose? They don't lose because of the team. They lose usually because of him. If we're being is completely it stoppable? Honest, like, like as you're saying, I think I think that's a false equivalency with like the HP dive. You, yeah, it's HP dive if you have the best interior offensive line ever, the best fullback ever, and then I don't know Earl Campbell back there running it. Then yeah, you could probably say it's HP dive. But Giannis, like, what is it? Seventy-five percent of his points or something like that come from either dunks or layups. It's mm-hmm. it's extremely hard to stop. That's why he averages thirty points a game. Like it's not like people people stop this routinely. Can it be stopped? Yeah, anything can be stopped, right? Nothing's completely just invincible. No, yeah. But, but I don't know. So I think, if I think Giannis is different. If it's that hard to stop, why do they lose when it matters? Oh, last year the Heat had a great game plan. That's why again, team sport, right? Like the context around them is huge. Chris Middleton was asked to step up. Couldn't do it. That's that's why though. I mean, I how many three for seventeens did he put up in the playoffs? Like, no, that's crazy. a fair debate. But they they also has had one of the deepest teams in the NBA for the last four years. So again, I think that's they their GM completely screwed up by not keeping Malcolm Brogdon. That was my first issue. That was that You're was a huge. Smart guy. You're a very smart guy. I totally agree. I, I've loved Malcolm Brogdon since this like his first season with the Bucks. I was like, this guy, this guy's got something. They yeah, are kind of my one up either. I loved him since he was at Virginia. Virginia. The man was a lockdown defender. With my guy I've loved London. him since I've loved him since he was born. So you can't shout out, shout out you to can't Tony beat Bennett me. I win. Virginia. Shout out to Malcolm Brogdon's parents for birthing him. I win. Jerry I and Kevin. <laughs> Make it up his parents' names. That's terrible. Uh, you, you, you have me so confused, man. I, I, I want you to come to the Lillard side, man. I get the efficiency <laughs> thing. If, if you're an analytics guy, it's going to be so hard to debate, you know, ever changing your opinion on Yoki because he is one of the most – well, he is the most efficient player in the NBA, but it's just like when you watch the game, I, I can't see anyone telling me <laughs> – Jokic is better than Lillard. Like, that is crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I just can't see it, man. I, I, I guess because he's unique being a seven-footer and being a facilitator. But like you said, I mean, carrying your team, man, like how could you go against Lillard? I, I majority of my followers, they said Jokic. Yeah, no, I I can't debate it. If, if that's the majority, that's the norm right now. But the norm is going to be wrong come – you know, what is it, April? No, May. Malik is a fortune teller. He's saying, wait for it. Wait on it in the next couple months. Hey, man. I'm hitting you up. If you if you write, I'm going to be like, I mean, I'm giving you I'm giving you a crystal ball for your birthday. Well, let's, let's, let's quickly think about it, right? The Nuggets are in six. 
the six seed. Or I was just seed. about to say this. Can we get them as a five four matchup, please? I would love to see oh, that. That'd be, that'd be dope. Will, will that end the debate or no? It's a team game still. No, I don't think it ends the debate. <laughs> but it definitely so helps year. one side or the other. Oh yeah, it would help for sure. Definitely wouldn't hurt. Okay, but if they're a six seed, right? Do the Nuggets even make it out the first round? Who are they playing? Who's who's three seed right now? Isn't it like the Suns, right? The Suns have been balling lately. Oh shit! I thought it was. You're right. It's, I thought it was the Clippers. Clippers. I think fallen. it's the. Is it the Clippers? No, no, no. It's. I think it's it's, it is the Suns. Okay, because I know they went on like a crazy win streak. So. I don't yeah, know. I that team this. with Chris Paul has been nice. Devin Booker, who doesn't have to do everything on offense and is free to roam around and use his ability to catch and shoot more, mm-hmm. that's dangerous. Okay, so yeah, the Clippers and Nuggets are actually the four or five seed. So do they do they upset the Clippers again in the first round if, if everything ended today? I could I could I could see it. I mean, I think it'd be close, so I don't I wouldn't have a huge lean one way or the other. But I, I could definitely without see it. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Do what? I said without the depth? I don't know. I could see it. I could see either either team winning. You told me, hey, Clippers swept them 4 or Nuggets swept Clippers 4 And either way, I wouldn't really be surprised. I think they're very close. Pick! But, I mean, you want me to pick? Yeah. Pick! Bucks. Bucks. That's who I Wrong think. conference. Wait, wait, in your eyes, the Bucks are going to the championship? Is that why you said it? Yes. Yes? They finally <laughs> yeah. get over the hump. Ah, this season they, of all seasons? I was about Bucks. to say, why this season? Why this season? Out Drew. Of season? Drew Holiday. No, it's, it's not P.J. Tucker. I can tell you that right now. It's Drew. No, 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 no. Uh, P.J. Tucker's trade just happened, so we're not going to say P.J. But for Drew, another guy I love, why, why don't you think they sacrifice a lot of debt? Some, but realistically, but how many minutes were they going to play in the playoffs? The bench guys, eight, 10, 10 to 12, maybe tops. Like starters are now playing 38 to 40 minutes routinely in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, depth is great for the regular season to keep your guys fresh and to make sure, you, you know, if you want to get the seed you want or home court advantage. But in the playoffs, it's, it's really about the closing lineup. I, I so why do, you, why do you see them over the Nets? I don't see the Nets going to the championship, but why over the Nets before I get to the Sixers? Like what, what's, what, what puts them over the, the hump? The Nets can't stop someone from scoring 150 on them. That's an oversimplification, but I, you seem Not to be a big fan, fan of defense. I, I don't see how they stop the size accompanied with the shooting ability of the Bucks. I just don't see it. So before you say you haven't seen KD play in a while, do you think KD, when while playing, is a good defender? He's adequate. So can he? You don't think he can guard Giannis? No. It's a it's a no. it's, it'll take no not 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 a chance. It's a team game. They're he's he has to get help. Everyone has to get help on Giannis. Mm, okay. Well, when you see five guys doing this when Giannis no, is at the top of the key with the ball, <laughs> I mean, that's what's going to happen. Like, it's going to take damn near a 3-2 zone to stop him from getting in the paint, or 2-3 even. But they're going to have someone show from whoever's on the wing 
like if uh, Middleton's on the wing or DiVincenzo, whoever it may be, their defenders are going to be like this, turned facing Giannis the whole time. You have to build a wall. But like you said, you can't trust Middleton, so... To be the number one guy. Just to be a catch-and-shoot guy? Oh, yeah, I'm trusting him for sure. Oh, okay. But to to Drew the closer? Is who? Is Drew the closer? No, the ball's on Giannis's hands. It's like a final possession type thing? Like the final 30 seconds, back and forth game, the ball is in Giannis's hands? Yeah. Hmm? And they're winning that way. Yeah. I, I think okay. so. What puts them over the hump of the Lakers if you think they're going to win the championship? That would be a great series. I want to see that because that's someone with the strength and size down low. I just that's think – That's why I said yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's why it's a team, right? Like the Lakers as a team are matched up very well with the Bucks. Same way I think the Heat were last year. Like – they just – that was a little different, I guess. But, yeah, Bam is – I mean, if you ask me, he's the best defensive player in the NBA. Like, he can literally guard one through five. But Bam matched up with him or even Jimmy with help down low just waiting. Like, other guys have to step up and hit shots, and they didn't do it last year. I think you give them enough attempts doing that, like if they keep making the Eastern Conference Finals over and over and over – guys are going to hit shots like it's going to happen the percentages will work themselves out and I think they've got the shooters right now to go along with Drew a great defender on the perimeter and also a good facilitator I I think they've got enough as a team to do it this year I really do okay that was going to be my last question so you you don't think they should be active in the buyout market not really I mean who they don't need to add a piece I mean Anytime you can get someone who's like like a Kyle Korver or J.J. Redick type, those are always good guys to have on your team. But these mm-hmm. Igudalas and Trevor Reeses, I think that's so overrated. I don't see them helping that much, especially okay, on a team who's already as solidified as the Bucks are. It's just going to mm-hmm. be another Pat Connaughton type guy who plays 12 minutes. Like, yeah, it'll help I can see in the that. grand scheme of things. I mean, they, they could go small ball or they could play Brooke at the five in their closing lineup and just be massive. And, I mean, really, honestly, from, from me watching him this year, Bobby Porter should be the closing five. Like, Bobby Porter is a good player. He is. He's, he's, as long as Nicole Mertic isn't scores. on his team and he's not beating them up every post game, yeah, there you go. Tell him fight James Johnson. Then I, I like Bobby <laughs> Portis. So if the Brooklyn Nets or the Lakers add Drummond, that doesn't put them over the hump? I don't think Drummond – okay, amazing rebounder. A lot of free rebounds, like I was talking about earlier, right? Like, he gets a ton of them. What is the average? Probably just just defensive rebounds a game, like 10 or 11. Enough. And, and some – yeah, enough. Some of them are contested, mm-hmm. and he is a good shot blocker, but we're putting Drummond in a pick and roll every time. But you know what's crazy, what people aren't noticing is before they made him sit out, he was top five in defense, like rating-wise. And oh, I no, think that's a sleeper. He, he's a good defender, especially in the paint. But I think if you get a team like the Bucs, like, you have to be able to guard five out against the Bucs. 
unless you just want to have someone completely sag off Giannis. But if you're if you're not gonna wait, who's play, the five out for the Bucks? I'm sorry, who's the five? So out? we'll have Drew Middleton, Divincenzo, and I guess Brick Lopez would be the four, and then Giannis with the ball at the top of the key. So if you want to completely sag off Giannis, that's a smart idea, right? Let let him shoot threes. You want to shoot it? Go ahead. But okay. but when you start driving and people have to help, which they have to against Giannis. KD cannot stop Giannis one-on-one. There's a lot of guys in the NBA who can't stop the one-on-one, though, right? Because it's a team game. Yeah. So you have to help and rotate, and it's it's oversimplified, I think, a little bit. But those five outside, like, are you going to have Drummond on Giannis in this situation? Is that? No, I don't think Drummond would play. I think Marquise would be in at that moment, and you'd have Marquise guard Brooke and AD on Giannis and LeBron helping out, and I think they'd probably leave. Uh, oh, Dante so this open. is Drummond on the Lakers scenario. I thought you were saying Drummond on the Clippers or on the uh, Nets scenario. No, I said Lakers or Nets. So okay. I mean, on the Nets, I think he would help out on the Nets more, way more than he'd help out on the Lakers. Oh, defensive wise, yeah, you're right. Right, sorry, yeah, like that's that. a huge. Right. Yeah, because I mean that's obviously their missing component. But and on the Lakers. What, I don't think he'd be a great fit. Like overall or just against the Bucks? Just overall. I mean, what does he bring really that they don't have right now? Are you playing AD and Drummond at the same time? Uh, see, I don't know. Not not against the Bucks. But I would. See, they didn't, I don't think it's a good idea. They didn't like Jav- – I mean, it's not even debatable. But they didn't like JaVale and AD starting, and that was – the thing that I liked put it. them over the top. I liked it but, against against the Heat, right? Like obviously, yeah, right. not a whole bunch. Of, like I'm all all for it, but when you have a five out offense that like they can go, unless you just want to play the Ben Simmons defense on Giannis, which is fine, and let him drive and let him slither around people. Once you let him get ahead of steam, he's incredibly tough to stop. Like you have to stay up on him, and when you do that, I think he's blowing by Drummond, and that's when you see this again. Everyone turn face towards Giannis. But then Giannis, you have LeBron. But you have LeBron. LeBron is flash on defense. Like he's definitely LeBron's going to Giannis one on one. No, no, no. I'm saying LeBron as the help because you said. Oh right. We take Great Drummond out. Defense. I, I don't Team. know how you feel about it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how yeah. you feel about it, but Kuz has played way better defense. So even if Kuz is in there, let's say you have Dennis guarding Drew, Kuz or LeBron guarding. Um, Chris Middleton, and then vice versa for Dante. You have um, Markeith Morris, or oh no, maybe even KCP's in there, and he's guarding Middleton. Actually, you have Kuz on Dante. You have LeBron on Brook Lopez. I'm pretty sure because they're going to want him to play help. And right. then you have AD guarding him. You don't think that stop? Like you don't think the Lakers can stop that? Can they stop it? Yeah. Well, I think their probability of stopping it not great. Slow. It's not great. Well, I got high hopes for the Bucks. I, I like this. I like this. Oh, I do. I've always been high on the Bucks. You can ask Daniel this. So, so what you're telling me is that practices leading up to the Bucks playoffs, whoever their opponent is, is just the coach and telling everyone to practice doing this and turning to the right a little. And hey, turning to the check left this out. And then... Hold on, one second. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Daniel. Keep going. What else for you? No, they're just they're just doing the. All right. The, so the Bucks tomorrow play the Spurs. 
right? And it's kind of weak competition, I think. Yeah, I was about to say that's not fair, but I get you. Yeah. I mean, we want Indiana with Sabonis and Miles Turner. That might be all right. Or or against Boston with Tatum and like Tice at the help defense, maybe. Watch this, Daniel. Next time you see the Bucks play. That's the defense. <laughs> Everyone turn and face Giannis. Build a wall. It's Trump? crazy how much they sag off. You just gotta have guys to hit shots around them. That's it. Like that's it's a make or miss league. I'm sure we've all heard that before. Definitely. That's very agreeable. Good debates. I agree. I agree with it. It's just I don't know. I, I feel like Giannis, he's done enough, but at the end, he still hasn't. You get what I'm saying? Like, he needs that one glory moment for me to be like, one to be scared of the Bucks. <laughs> like, I'm not scared of the Bucks, man. I'm hurt that you said that about Drummond. I actually want him to go to LA now just so he can be super dominant and you'll be like, all right, yeah. I, th- I think that's, 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 that's a good rotation and good lineup to put on the floor against some teams everyone but, just, but the bucks just no not everyone but the bucks like against the nets that lineup would get smoked on defense <laughs> so drumming guards blake do drumming guards blake and blake's, oh, blake's, a, shell blake's, of nah, blake's a non-factor blake shouldn't be on the floor okay so how does that do how does that lineup get smoked jeff green LeBron and ad I mean, that's okay, but LeBron and AD, and then you put in Dennis, who I think Dennis is all first team this year. No debating to me. He's all first team defense. So those three guys, defensive-wise, how does that line of get smoked? Who, who's the deciding factor? Harden? Who's, who's guarding any of them, if we're being honest? The ball doesn't go around enough. They're going to have to play defense as well. Right, right. I get that. And I think the Lakers would that's where they get smoked. the Nets on defense. Right. But I'm saying as far as just on the Lakers defensive end of the floor with Drummond and AD and LeBron's still a good defender, but obviously he's lost his step speed-wise and quickness. No, this is LeBron's best. I, I knew you were going to go there. This is LeBron's best year defending, man. I think. Other than that, that first year with the Heat, this is his best year defensive-wise. First of all, the Lakers are Number two on defense, they were number one with Marcus Gasol in the lineup. They're number two in defense. You add in a Drummond with LeBron having his best on on ball defense uh, defensive year ever. Uh, it's and they hard stop, for me to see. They stop most teams, right? Like like they will stop a lot it's of a teams. But, I agree. Yeah, but against I agree, Bucks or the Nets, Nets. beat themselves. The Nets have beat themselves. It's not. It's not enough basketball to they, go they around. They might like, like right. There's only one ball to go around. Not everyone can shoot at every possession. There's two sides of the floor. I'm just talking about strictly on the defensive side. I think the Lakers beat the Nets in a seven-game series. I do. Like you're not going to hear from me there. I'm just trying to see one. what you think about Drummond being on the floor against a smaller, faster lineup. Who can no? Shoot I don't. It. I don't think he will. I'm sorry. That's okay. probably we were confused. No, he's not. He's not going to be there. I think he'll be there the start of the first quarter. Okay, let's break it down. I think he plays 27 to 28 minutes. I don't think he plays 30-plus. And he's not going to – of course, he's not going to play with the small ball lineup, but that's my thing. The Lakers have so much depth. You can go marquee at small ball. You can go Kuz with small ball and put AD at five. So it's it's like they have counterparts to that, just like Mm -hmm. last year. If they add Drummond, if they don't add Drummond, they need to add a certain. They need to add another big. I don't know who it, who it would be. I've always wanted uh, Dwayne Dedman 
but he hasn't played all season. So now that's kind of like, uh, nah. But Get probably a market. I wouldn't trade for him though. Then you don't want to trade for him. Trade for me? You don't want to trade for us? Okay. I don't. I don't think the Lakers make a. Uh, I don't think they make a trade. I think I they play either. the higher market. I don't think any of the big teams make a trade because everyone thinks they're at that moment. So I think the viral market is going to be way more interesting than the trade deadline. All right. So I want to uh, thank Malik and Peyton for joining me for another great podcast. A lot of great basketball debate. Yes, sir. So thank you Appreciate guys. Appreciate you having me, man. Yep. I mean, good debate too. Like we were saying earlier, constructive. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome back anytime, Malik, to to come and and talk talk basketball. Um, and I mean, one one more plug for the Ball Never Lied podcast out on Tuesdays for you guys to check out. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, that's it. I mean, that's a wrap. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So, customary sign-off question for the both of you: Would you? You're in a field one more time, just like our last question. You have another baseball bat in your possession. Would you rather have to fight a dozen horse, or I'm, I'm sorry, a dozen duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? And do you win that fight? One horse-sized duck. So, so a can, duck can the first? size of a horse or a dozen horses, but they're the size of ducks. And all both scenarios, they're trying to kill you. And you have a baseball I, bat and you got to come out alive. Can I go Wait, first? Wait, I'm sorry, one question. Are you saying height-wise? Like the duck is... The duck oh, is as okay. big as a horse. Okay. Go ahead, Jay. Can I go, can I go first? I'm wiping out 12 duck-sized horses <laughs> in about 15 seconds. Maybe maybe not even that long. Like that's not even you got you gotta give me a better one than that. That's too easy, Dan. Tiger Woods, I, those horses, ducks horses into the pond. Horses can be aggressive. Horses what? can be aggressive. Daniel, they're this big. Ducks are this big. Okay. Do you come out of so you're both choosing the horse sized ducks then? No, I'm yeah. choosing the duck sized no, duck sized horse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 that's the one. There's okay, 12 but, of them? Okay, let's throw dogs. you in the scenario that you wouldn't choose then. You got a, a duck the size of a horse, and ducks are another or another animal that can be aggressive at times. Let's say this one is aggressive, and it's the size of a horse, and you got a bat. Are you killing it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think it's different. Yeah, it's they different. don't really have I, teeth like that, right? That's what I was say. Are they? Think, are they what are their weapons me? they can use? They're pecking They're gonna peck you, me? No, I'm smacking the shit oh, out no, of them. Oh no, I'm winning. Yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning. Okay, I'm taking the pecks. Guys, I thought you meant like eating me alive. Think about the, the beak. It is a huge beak now. It, like sure, when you're, it's a duck and it's small. It's not gonna. It's yeah, just gonna it's sting. Different. We're talking about a big beak. He's jabbing you. It's gonna feel like a tackle. And they they still have those weak little legs, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, sir. No. Take that leg out. Taking out those that horse-sized so duck legs. So, are you gonna get to the leg? You're gonna get to the leg, and you're gonna take. Oh man, Pete, hold on, yep. Peta, don't cancel the podcast, okay? <laughs> these are hypotheticals, and these are mythical creatures because there's no horse-sized duck. So don't don't cancel us. But you're going for the duck's leg. Uh, yeah, you hey, what were we saying earlier? Hey, what were we saying earlier? 
you do what you can to win the game, right? That's what I'm doing. Going for the wow. <laughs> I didn't even think about the weak legs. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm creative. With <laughs> Me this. neither. Me neither. Their legs are gone. Their legs. My first so thing is the head. My wait, first thing wait, I was thinking was wait. the head. Okay, one caveat. Can the duck still fly and he's horse sized? Sure, let's just give him more. Okay, advantage. okay, then I don't know because then he can hit yeah. me where I can't hit him. Like it's I'm on his terms when he's flying around me. I can't take yeah, out I'm his legs. Swing up here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a little bit more difficult. I forgot about flying too. Yeah, if they can fly, I, I lose the big, that's, the big duck size horse. <laughs> yeah, I lose I'm, that. I'm gonna I'm fight for my life. Easily taking out the duck sized horses, easily, like not a, not even close. What are they gonna do? Yeah, go no. at my like shins? They're like a like, razor scooter. They gonna bust my shins up? Like what? I'm. They're going down. Okay, 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 okay. A dozen duck-sized gorillas, silverbacks. Again, That's so different. I I still think I'm taking out at least five or six with the first swing. <laughs> at least they're not lining up for you, Peyton. Like you act like you're just go. They're just waiting there Again, for you to hey, hit them. You said in a field, right, where I can move around, I am 100% faster than duck-sized gorillas. <laughs> Easily. So would you go back yourself up into a tree? Yeah, it's like it's like cod zombies. Like you back up, get them all in line, take a couple out, run back, get them in line, take a couple more out. Easily. See, you're giving me too many outs in this scenario. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. A, a field makes it harder because if, if it's a field, like you said, it's so much space. I'm definitely lining myself up to where we're going to, you know, I'm going to put my back against the wall and you're going to have to come to me. And yeah, that's take a lose. couple out at a time, move around, couple out, move, move around, couple out. You can whittle your way down at it. Interesting. I, I have, I've, I've debated this question. I've talked about this question with other people, but you two are the first to really dissect it that far down into <laughs> duck legs oh, and yeah. playing it like you're playing cod zombies and moving around. So I mean, I see you gotta it be now. creative with it. And then I with a bat, it. you're definitely injuring them with the first hit. Exactly. So it, it makes it a little easier if you give me a bat. Now, if you're saying like, you get you some know, crawlers. Like, yeah. If you're saying like a, a wooden stick or something, like it, it gets a little harder. But a bat, <laughs> especially if it's metal, they lost. They're, they're not beating me in anything. I, I'm fighting to my death. I don't know about anybody else, but they're not yeah. beating me. I'm, I'm walking out of there with maybe a couple scratch marks on me. Maybe. You're also what? What did he, you're six four? You said no. I'm six two. They don't just mess around, but like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent. Anything that's, duck sized is not beating me unless that's it's not like what your a, tender profile says. Peyton, your tender profile says six tender, four two eighty. Shout out to little Dicky. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I think anything duck sized, I'm gonna take my chances unless it's like a like a snake or a spider or something venomous that bites me and then the venom eats away but something with just straight up attacks that's not like doesn't have rhino horns or anything like that like i think that's an easy one you got to bet on yourself there i don't think it's difficult at all that's that's how you sum it up if they don't have anything that's like a specialty they can't beat me no way so everyone okay. coming on the future you have to think about these things completely through. 
be creative with it. It all depends on the scenario and the context. We in an open field and I'm faster than whatever's coming at me, we're winning. Easy. Easy as that. With a bat, like Malik said, <laughs> no chance. 